Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you will be hearing material from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. First up, it's noted Christian apologist Greg Kokel of the ministry Stand to Reason, presenting some strategic ways in which believers can engage with people who do not know Christ, asking good questions and relating truth in a manner that is clear and compelling. Plus, from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo, Liz Pittman helps children to understand that they fit into God's big plan and provides some insight into how they can discover their place. And coming up on this edition of The Intersection, also from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 CPE Show in Lexington, Nikki Corinne White of Live Boldly Ministries and Colossians 312 Ministries shares words of encouragement regarding how Christians can develop a sense of boldness in the Lord. Finally, James Davis of the Global Church Network discusses strategies to fulfill the Great Commission, which are being implemented through the Finnish 2030 Initiative, which involves local churches equipping Christians to go into all the world. His comments come after the completion of a recent summit of church leaders in Europe. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Founder and president of the Christian apologetics ministry Stand to Reason, Greg Kokel, was a recent guest on the Meeting House program and shared with me and our audience some strategies for effective communication of gospel truth centered around asking good, thought-provoking questions. He has written a book entitled Street Smarts, Using Questions to Answer Christianity's Toughest Challenges. From that Meeting House conversation, here now is Greg Kokel. Of course we're in a battle. We understand that. But when Paul says we're in a spiritual battle in Ephesians 6, he says the battle isn't with flesh and blood, with other people. It's a spiritual battle in heavenly places that's going on at the same time we're engaging people. So we want to be careful not to treat the other person as the enemy that needs to be defeated. What they are is confused and blinded by the devil so they can't see the truth. And what God has commissioned us to do is to bring the truth with clarity and persuasiveness and grace, you know, uh, season our words with salt so that we know how to respond to each person is what Paul says in Colossians chapter 4. So that's what we're after. And if we win the argument and we get a notch in our belt because we destroyed the other person's view, but we haven't got the other person to think positively about our side or maybe negatively about their side, then we haven't won anything. Right. We've just got an ego thing going, and, and the gospel, the kingdom of God has not been advanced at all. Gregory Kokel is joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio from the Ministry of Stand to Reason, the author of the book Street Smarts. And just a little bit of an aside here, you mentioned that Street Smarts is a sequel to the right. book that you wrote a number of years ago called Tactics. So what's the progression here? What, what sort of material do you build on in this new book? Well, the Tactics book uh, was like 14 years ago, and four years ago we released the 10th anniversary edition, which is greatly improved over the original. It's it's done very well, um, still right at the top of the bestsellers uh, in, in Amazon. And, and the subtitle is The Game Plan 
for discussing your Christian convictions. So there's a plan, a three-step plan, and then a whole bunch of different kinds of maneuvers, tactics that have different names, like suicide and taking the roof off and just the facts, ma'am, and what a friend we have in Jesus and inside out. These are all ways of identifying these maneuvers that will help you in conversations. But the game plan has three steps. And the, the three steps are first you gather information with some form of the question, what do you mean by that? And then you, you, you uh, what I call, reverse the burden of proof. So people make a claim against Christianity. I'm not going to try to refute the claim. I want them to defend it. So I'm, I'm first finding out what they believe, and then I want to know why they believe it. Those are the first two steps. How did you come to that conclusion is the question in the second case. Um, what do you mean by that question in the first? Model questions uh, to, to get folks going. But notice when we ask what do you believe and how, why do you believe it, we're in the shallow end of the pool. There's no risk for us at all. And uh, those two questions alone can really take uh, really make a big difference, and I talk about how that can be the case in the book. But the third step is more aggressive. It takes knowledge because what you're going to do is you're going to f- you try to find a weakness or a flaw in their view and point that flaw out but still using questions. And in the tactics books, I give some detail about how that works and some examples. In the Street Smarts book, that's the third step of the Colombo tactic, the game plan, on steroids, basically, <laughs> because here I go in a lot of all those different areas that I mentioned, like atheism and problem of evil and abortion, the Bible, etc. all the areas that people bring up challenges on. And I spend time explaining in detail what the problems are with the view. So it's, in a certain sense, it's a regular apologetics book at that level. But then with each chapter, I take it further. I say, OK, now here's how you use a question to expose the flaw we just discussed. And here's what they might respond. And then here's another question. And so you're pacing out a dialogue that moves you to your conclusion in a conversational way and, frankly, very effective way because one of the things you're doing with asking questions is you're getting the person to give a kind of a common-sense response, giving you a little detail that will you will use to demonstrate the falsehood of their view. So they're actually helping you make the case against them, and they don't even realize it until you, know, you, you finally kind of get to the end of your little discussion, and then you ask a question that says, well, how does that work now? Well, you said this, this, and this. How does that work with your point of view that you offered at first? And it's very, very interesting how that works out and very powerful, but very relaxed, very friendly. Mm. Street Smarts then takes tactics to the next level, especially in the third part of the game plan. Greg Kokel here on The Intersection. The Stand to Reason website is str.org. Next on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, from the summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, Liz Pittman, author of the book, Where is the Missing Puzzle Piece?, introduced the character of Pete the Puzzle Piece, whom she uses to help teach children their place in God's plan. Here now from that CPE conversation is Liz Pittman. I would like to say that on an ordinary day in my kitchen, I was about to clean and I saw this single little puzzle piece sitting on my kitchen shelf and I was going to reach up and grab it and throw it in the trash because I thought, you know, no one, I won't, 
find where this fits. I won't, I don't know. Like my son had a bunch of puzzles and I just was going to just throw it out. In a moment, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, no, don't touch that puzzle piece. There's things I want to teach you about it. Wow. Yes. And so it got my attention. And for three days, I walked past this puzzle piece. And I know this may sound weird, but I actually started empathizing with it. I started feeling like that puzzle piece because I felt in that season as if I was sitting on a shelf on a hallway between two doors. Sometimes we can go through that, right? Where one door is closed, another door is about to open. Mm. And the Lord just kept impressing on me as I was about to throw out that puzzle piece, put it in the trash, that so many people discount their giftings as junk. And Mm. the enemy wants us to feel that way. But God has made each person on purpose for a purpose. And so in prayer, as I was getting ready to just ask him, what do you want me to do with this, Lord? He downloaded the story of where is the missing puzzle piece. And it's all about Pete the puzzle piece. And he lives in the town of Jigsaw. And life is going on on the inside of the Jigsaw box. And he is trying to find where he fits in the big Mm. picture comparing himself to everybody else and not being exactly who God made him to be. And so he's on a journey to find his purpose in the Lord. And so as he sets out Mm -hmm. on this journey, Mm -hmm. what does he discover? Well, he discovers, first of all, that he he feels like he's just existing. He's not truly living the purposes of God for his life. Mm -hmm. And so after trying to be like Bobby, the basketball star who can slam dunk, he airballs it after trying to be like Abby, the artist who can paint beautiful murals and he spills the paint all over himself. Sammy, the singer who can sing so well, but you know, Pete's voice sounds like a screech. He tries to be anybody but himself. So then in a emotional decision he packs up his belongings from jigsaw and thinks no one will know that i've even left the town so he journeys outside this jigsaw box and you know god has people cross our paths right Mm -hmm. and so a little boy named will sees pete's lost and asks him are you lost and he sits down with this puzzle piece and starts talking to him about how god made him for a purpose and he doesn't need to be like everybody else And so back in Jigsaw, they're about to have this big festival and make this picture and everybody's excited and celebrating. And all of a sudden they realize there's a very big problem and that's the missing puzzle piece. And he's not there and Pete is missing. So they want to search for him and find him and his purpose. Wow. So let's talk about now. And this is a a book. It has illustrations. So Mm -hmm. it's for children, say four to eight. Mm-hmm. Years old, age, right? somewhere yes. in that elementary school age. So, what lessons do or can children actually learn as a result of reading the book? Where is the missing puzzle piece? That's a great question. I would say the first thing is is that once uh, Will tells Pete, "God made you for a purpose," he cur- encourages him to go back where he came from, and he gets this big welcome par- welcome home party. And when he steps into a special place, the first thing that a child will learn is uh, there's this big puzzle piece uh, spot that he fills, and the words say, "You are special." Mm. So a child will hear how special they are, know their important part in God's story, that they're not just a number in a crowd, that God has made them uniquely special. And Pete reminds everybody of that wherever he goes, 
that they are worth it, they are valuable, and they have a purpose. And there is a spot in the book that you can put a child's picture or a group of children in there so they visually can relate themselves in the story to. Liz Pittman here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to PeteThePuzzlePiece.com. Well, this is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more by going to meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming menu from the homepage at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, as well as that programming menu, you can find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast, as well as the Meeting House program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, there's a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel, through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. Also through meetinghouseonline.info, you can access two blogs. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info. You can also find conversations through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast at Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and a variety of podcast platforms. You are listening to the Intersection Podcast. It's back now to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. The founder of Live Boldly Ministries, Nikki Corinne White, explored principles from her book entitled Bold, Living Intentionally in Today's World, which also has an accompanying workbook. It's called Live Boldly Workbook, Volume 1. She is also the leader of Colossians 312 Ministries. Here now from that conversation is Nikki Corinne White. I started by asking people that I admired for something that they had done. And so the first section is people who are still alive, who are doing crazy, amazing things for God. Wow. And the second section is people who've passed on, like Spurgeon and Jim Elliott and Fanny Crosby and those kind of people. Then the third section is examples from Scripture. And, of course, we could have done many more, but I had to just pick and choose. Yeah. So, um, like, for example, some of the people I asked, one of them is a girl, and she's like 25 or 26 years old, and she was a law student in Las Vegas and walked the strip in the middle of the night with law students and talked to human trafficking victims. And she ended up writing legislation for the state of Nevada that was accepted and passed to um, make greater time in prison for human traffickers. She's really young and she's doing all these things for God. And I just think how sometimes we become complacent and there's a lot more that we could do. Nikki Corinne White is joining us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio. She is the author of the book, Bold, Living Intentionally in Today's World. She also has authored the Live Boldly Workbook. Volume one is out. The volume two workbook is coming out soon. So when we talk about this concept of boldness from a biblical perspective, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, you think of Romans 1.16, you know, 
um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. You think God gives us that power, and sometimes I think we're hesitant to do things, but um, the point in the, the workbooks is that I have a video series on my YouTube channel. We did, during COVID, we did 45 weeks of these little short 15-minute videos, and some of them are how to write out your testimony, what scriptures you could use leading someone to Christ, very practical ways to live your faith. I think if you know some of those tools, if you're praying for opportunities that God gives you, and you're in the Word, and you know who God is and what He wants you to do, it helps you to be purposeful in your faith mm. by knowing Him better, you know. And you mentioned that word, purposeful. The yeah. subtitle of the book yeah. uses the word intentionally. Yeah. So... Tell me about how one could develop that intention of being bold for the Lord. I think, you know, like I said, you know, pray for opportunity. But, you know, there's even things that you could do. Like in one of my videos, it says, you know, take a post-it note, stick it in your Bible, write all the people that you know, that you think don't know Christ, family or friends. Pray for those people every day. Pray for opportunity to minister to them and talk to them. And I think, I think, you know, take steps. You could even set a goal for yourself. Uh, once a week, I'm going to talk to a neighbor I haven't talked to. Once a week, I'm going to take a meal to someone I know that would like something. But actually following through on ideas you might have, because I think sometimes you might be driving along and you think of a letter. You have to write someone to mm -hmm. encourage them. And then it's a month later, you realize you never, ever wrote the letter. I think we need to follow through, you know, be intentional about it. What do I need to do this week that God would have me to do? What reasons do you find and perhaps address about why people, maybe there's an idea that God has placed on their hearts or something that they've had in their mind to do and they just haven't done it? What have you found to be some of the barriers to, to really living with intentionality? I think we're kind of busy with things that are nonsensical <laughs> and... We think we deserve just after dinner to just chill for four hours or we, we are just kind of complacent in our faith and we might think, my husband and I have worked in Iwana for 30 years, you might think, you know, every Wednesday and we have a home group on Tuesday nights and I teach precepts that doing those things is all you need to do when five doors down you have someone that needs your help, maybe moving a refrigerator or they have someone in the hospital or so I think we maybe need to look for opportunities and sometimes I think we don't because we're just I need to rest today or whatever but you talk to missionaries around the world and they have people coming to their door at two in the morning or three in the morning that need help right then and they answer that and I think maybe we're kind of comfortable. Nikki Corinne White here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find out more at liveboldlyministries.com as well as col312ministries.com. Well, you are listening to the Intersection Podcast.
I had the opportunity to have a conversation recently with founder and president of the Global Church Network, James O. Davis, in which he discussed the work of the network and its dedication to fulfilling the Great Commission and its Finnish 2030 initiative. The conversation occurred shortly after the Finnish Europe Summit, mobilizing and equipping European church leaders. Here now from that Meeting House conversation is James Davis. We're living in the greatest times in the history of the church. We oftentimes in the West have this feeling that maybe our best days are behind us. Maybe Christianity is not going to fulfill its mission, but none of that is true. We are living in the greatest moments, the greatest growth, in the history of the church. And the church is adding between 50 and 60 million new new converts per year, compounded year after year. This is uh, some of the greatest opportunities that we have to help fulfill the Great Commission. I, I'm often asked, do you really believe it's possible for us to finish the Great Commission? And my response remains the same. The only lifetime I have, why would I consider anything else? This is our greatest moment, and I believe that we need to step into it and be a part of what the Lord is doing today. Just recently, you had a number of ministry leaders from Europe for the Global Church Network's Finnish Europe Summit. And I understand that you actually have a number of these these summits that are planned, and it's part of the Finnish 2030 movement. And I'd like for you to just share with us about the, I would say, the genesis of this movement. Yeah. I guess you could say that, well, that was back as Jesus left us the Great Commission. But but there really is, back in 2017, as I understand it, you actually set a goal for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So tell me yeah, about what that. We, uh, thank you. Um, you know, it became very contemporary a number of years ago for, um, you know, Christians in general and churches in particular uh, to write their mission statements. And I guess the reason they did that is because they didn't like the mission statement that Jesus gave them the first time. <laughs> and because we've all been given the same assignment. We all have a role in the goal. We all have a part in God's heart. The goal is everyone. The problem is none of us on listening or here in the studio, none of us can bench press everyone. So you're going to have to have a lot of spotters <clears throat> to do that. And that's where the networking comes in. Um, we, we believe that in order to get to the finish line, we have to build a net big enough for the harvest. So what is a net? A net is made up of a lot of little knots. And so no knot, no net, no net work. It's become common today for people to talk about their network the only problem is oftentimes it doesn't work. It doesn't have anything in it. So when I wrote the book on how to make your net work, I separated the two words, net and work. And the cut line on it is tying relational knots. Because what we have to do in this time of Christendom is that we have to tie a lot of relational knots hmm. with men and women from different streams of Christianity to build a net 
that works. Now, oftentimes we don't frame ourselves as a movement, even though I guess maybe it is. But the reason I kind of back away sometimes from that, because I hear a lot of people around the world talking about the movement. The only problem is it hasn't moved. If your movement isn't moving, it's not a movement. It could be a monument. And what we want to focus on as a network is what is it going to take to finish? So at the graveside of Martin Luther, we launched the FINISH initiative. And FINISH is an acronym. Find, intercede, network, invest, send, harvest. It takes six steps to get to the finish line. Find the remaining unreached peoples, intercede and pray, network like never before, invest a lot of time, energy, and yes, money, send the best young equipped, and then be prepared to bring in the harvest. So when we think about what is it going to take, there is a labor shortage. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. James Davis here on The Intersection. You can find out more about the Global Church Network by going to gcnw.tv. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming menu at faithradio.org and clicking on The Meeting House link. At the Meeting House homepage, as well as through the programming menu, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast, as well as the Meeting House program. You'll also find links to the Intersection podcast to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can watch video of Meeting House guests on the Faith Radio YouTube channel. There is a link to that channel provided. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming menu at faithradio.org. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.